Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Hour special of Hotline League. That's right, we're doing it three hours earlier because it is the 21st episode. Of course, on the 21st episode, we got to go to Happy Hour so that we can drink to celebrate the legal drinking age of Hotline League in U.S., uh, whatever. The point is, uh, we've got Apollo on the show today. We're going to be talking about all things NALCS finals in Miami because I just got back yesterday. I had a great time. I hope you guys all enjoyed watching it, too. Uh, all that more coming up here on Hotline League. Omen by HP. <laughs> I only got, only got the Omen by HP thing. I don't know why it didn't say Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP, but that is that is who it's brought to you by. That's the important part in there. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's go ahead and go around the table and talk to uh, some of our friends here. Uh, first off is my constant co-host who is joining me. On this episode to celebrate the 21st episode, it's Mark Zimmerman. Mark, it looks so bright in your room. Yeah, you know, it's daytime out here. Uh, I'm in the desert. I have my shades on. Before we started, I your room was actually not this bright, and I could see, like, the <laughs> color of the light. What happened? I turned all my lights to be white and as bright as possible because you gave up on the color scheme. I didn't give up on it. I, my, my... I just, you know, I didn't want to be the only one in a color filled room i so did not give up on it i just wanted you in heaven live hotline league last week and i have not my gear and everything is not recovered to be able to yeah i'm not that. you know i'm not using the same tripod right now that you guys use for that show i definitely didn't uh set things up mark yeah you know, i just try so hard and you just undermine me at every turn next up we got apollo price uh, for his uh, debut episode on the show apollo how are you doing i'm good how are you guys? Very good. Very good. How, uh, when did you get back home? Uh, on Monday. Yeah. Two days ago. Oh, you're kind of cutting out. Oh, uh, yeah, I got here on Monday. So okay. been here for a little bit, but what you've been doing? I really didn't n nothing, anything pretty much not related to league as much as possible. Okay. Really? So what is an example of that? Yeah. Do you have any like, <laughs> like, are you playing other video games? Like, you I'm can't just say Fortnite. I've been doing nothing that's Legal Legends. Like, tell us what you've been doing. I uh, played some Fortnite, played some other games with my friends. Um, what else did I do? Went to my friend's place, hung out. Who you know, all, normal normal things. Who all is behind you in the shot? Because I know people are going to ask. Uh, come. Uh, well, Alec is behind me. And David to, Lim. And David Lim. But, oh, yeah, there you can. No. Like, directly behind yeah. And then Alec is next to him. I think and you then, need to change. Did you set your your sensitivity on Discord to be very high? Uh, a little bit higher, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Let me double check. Bring it back because you're you're kind of cutting out a little. Bit. Yeah, drop it down a little. Okay. Bit. Well, how are you doing, Mark? Maybe this is better. What do you mean? How am I doing? I uh, what, since you got home, have you been doing anything? Is everybody just like not doing anything? No, I've been about as busy as I normally am. Okay. Um, it's the coming days where I'll have a lot more time because. Starting tomorrow, I'd be going to riots, start building countdown out and stuff like that. And then Friday would be Academy, but all that's gone. So yeah, that's when I'll have a lot of free time. To, How are you going to fill your free time? I don't know yet. So I was, I had dinner with Ovi yesterday, actually, finally. Um, and we we're talking about how like I start a lot of projects and then like kind of just let them die. Yeah. So I was looking in every single split. I have started at least one project so i need to figure out what i'm doing for summer okay and then let yeah. that one die 
after like a year. I mean, they, okay. they go for a while. I would only say one was a failure. The rest were successful that I just moved on from. What was the failure? What was the failure? <laughs> Late night league. Come on, that shit. What the hell? That was not a failure. That was always intended to be a limited. It got run. canceled. Canceled. That was uh. We were planning on bringing it back a year later, but you know, obviously. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and the numbers were great. They were. In they in were. no way was that show anything but a success. Listen. Oh, Omen by HP is here in the chat apparently. When, hey. When's the where's the Omen? Is that actually Omen by HP? I assume it is. So I'm gonna, gonna mod it. But if it's not Omen by HP, somebody please tell. Oh god, this is I, this is the worst show for them to show up for because we don't have our lights. You know, the the looks all wrong. Mark, the show is perfect like it always is. <laughs> please. My bad. Literally, a sponsor in the chat. Okay. Uh. Well, let's let's go ahead and chat a little bit about. Uh, this past week, before we get into calls, Apollo, have you recovered from what was a pretty rough series for you? Uh, yeah, I recovered pretty quickly. I think. Okay. I mean, it still hurts a little bit, but you know, we I got a we got a few months to cool off. How long till you touch league again? <laughs> I mean, probably like tonight, even. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'll just play like some silly queue during the off season, but. I'm not going to like, I don't want to get burnt out because even like uh, by the time playoffs come, by the time playoffs came, it's kind of hard to play solo queue. So yeah. I'm just going to let other people play. By the way, Harry Toe 2 in chat says, why does Apollo have a green medical marijuana cross behind him? Which is a very good question. It does look very much like a green medical marijuana cross. Is that a real thing? Um, yeah. Do you, I don't if know. you go to, I've, I've never actually gone in a dispensary, but. You can if you go down to Venice, you can see all like that's what the, they're all lit up like that in front of. I'm gonna look uh, it up. Spencer's. Are you sure that's just not something else like some other kind of art thing? I think. Well, we have like a lot of art in our house. I don't think yeah, I mean, this I, I was see, intended. Yeah, I see paintings everywhere behind you. Yeah, well, there's like there's got to be like at least you know a few hundred in our house. So it's weird. You know, you know who likes pot. Artists. The last obscene thing I'm going to say before we move into to calls, because I think we we just there's clearly we need to get into calls. I just want to say it's very funny to see Project Cream Pie uh, in chat say, what's the best deal you've got going on right now to Omen by HP and Omen by HP being like at Project Cream Pie. Travis could tell you all about our deals. Um, it's just it's great to see. Sponsors what are the deals with the community? What are the deals, Travis? Well, Travis, we'll get to the... those during the sponsor break in just a moment, Apollo. But oh, okay. First off, uh, Apollo, have you watched a single episode of this show before? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of this show. Okay, so um, then you know how I the format works. Any of the episodes yet? Oh, okay. But I'm still a huge fan. Okay. <laughs> Thus far, you've enjoyed it, right? Like yeah. the, the yeah. past twenty minutes yeah. of waiting for the show to start. Okay, yeah, it's been great. Do you want to? Uh, Mark, do you want to give the spiel on how this works so that you can educate Apollo and our audience? Sure. So for people who haven't watched the show before, like Apollo, uh, we have a Discord that people should join up in. I'll be spamming in chat now. You can also uh, do an emote for the Discord. And you're going to join there, and there is a text and voice channel that you're going to want to join. You're going to want to type in the general text channel whatever your takes are. So you thought the finals weren't hype. You love the finals. Miami was a great venue. Miami was a shit venue. Whatever your take is, you're going to type it in the general text chat. 
You'll also need to join the voice general channel. You can mute yourself there if you want, so you don't hear other people or whatever. And then uh, I'll be reading the, the messages, picking people out and pulling them into the waiting room. Do a quick mic check, make sure you sound fine, and then we will hop on air. Um, so, And uh, for those that do ask us sometimes, if you are a sub, you do get access to a sub chat uh, where you can ask questions there. We are just a little bit more likely to pull from there just because there's less people t talking in it and we kind of check them both out. So uh, that's how that works if you are a sub. So, Paulo, mm -hmm. we'll bring people in and you have to talk to them. Okay. Mark and I is just, we mandatory? get up and leave the room and then you just, you talk to them. I mean, it is the point of the show. So if you don't <laughs> so want to do it. ignore them, yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You can. You, you can do whatever you want on the show, but I don't know why <laughs> you would come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there. I will, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll talk to them. Yeah. Uh, so for just a couple, couple of things to, we're going to be talking, I think about or looking for, uh, topics mostly related to mm -hmm. NALCS finals. But if you guys want to talk about other stuff, if you want to talk about, you know, will TL have any kind of showing at MSI, if you want to talk about just the, the end of the split or, you know, after yeah. getting MVP, whatever, that, that's all good stuff too. Yep. Ideally closer this weekend. So that way we can save those other topics, but I'll yep. pull whatever looks good. Uh, and, we got a uh, people already polled, so I don't know how long you want to fill for. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe really quickly, I'll just, since they are in the chat right now, um, and I am such a big fan of them, and I, I'd love to have them hear me talk about them, I think maybe now's a good time to just really touch on Omen by HP, who is the sponsor for our show. Got a laptop right behind here that I took with me to Miami, courtesy of uh, their support, uh, streaming this off of an Omen by HP uh, computer uh, and I've been using their stuff for several months now and I you know again they never say Travis you have to officially endorse this you know they just want me to talk about it a little bit but I'm super super happy to say that my experience with their products have been uh, really great over the past uh, couple of months of, of their support um, they actually hooked me and Broden up with some gear going into worlds last year that we were able to use there as well so it's super nice of them to uh, not only support uh, my personal content uh, with gear and that kind of thing that helps uh, make all this stuff move forward. But also, uh, you know, they help us uh, this support the show so that Mark, you know, gets more than just a weekly meal from me and payment, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. he really appreciates. Yeah, and these headsets are pretty nice. I haven't managed to break them yet. Yeah. And, uh, and Mark that's... likes, he tries to break everything he owns. I mean, um, you've, you've seen it, Travis. Uh, this is not the most yeah. put together I mean, you can look at the t-shirt he has on and... Get Do an you idea know what t-shirt this is? Of how much he, how well he takes care of his stuff. Do you know what this t-shirt is? No. It's the, I, I might have told you the story. Hold on, let me spin around. Okay. It's the, uh, the 420 cat shirt. Okay, maybe the, not a good time to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, finish the plug and then I'll. Okay. Uh, oh, Boba Cola just hooked up Omen by HP with a sub. So they're now a sub to this channel. Congratulations to Omen by HP. You know, you you guys support uh, the show, and my audience supports you guys. So, uh, fantastic! Welcome aboard, uh, Omen by HP. You can now you oh, already using the emotes, so that's fantastic. It's a a beautiful thing. You know, my audience supports Omen. Uh, they support the content. It all works out uh, really well. So, thank you uh, so much, to Omen by HP. You can go check out their Twitter, Omen by HP. I, I know that they uh, tweet all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and, uh, and yeah, yes, I know Sloan, 
I know that's just you and nobody else, but I like to pretend it's the entire HP company that is watching right now and chatting in Twitch chat. Uh, so thank you so much to Owen by HP. Really appreciate it. Uh, moving on. Yeah, to so this the shirt story. I uh, I didn't realize what was on the back of this shirt. I was at Urban Outfitters, and I just liked the front of it because it's like it's a nice color. It's just time to get up. Thought it was a nice shirt, and then I just bought it without looking at the back. And then I think I was at Riot, just walking around campus with this shirt on, and a lot of people were like, what the "Fuck, why are you wearing that <laughs> shirt?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't really smoke weed, but." I guess I, I really give off that vibe when I wear this shirt. Yeah. Well, that's great. So me and Paul have a little, uh, you know, a little connection now. Yeah. Yeah. Fulver Strikes just uh, gifted a sub to Riot Games. So congratulations, Riot Games, for also being a sub to the show. Really. I haven't seen so many people just get gifted subs as in your channel. Like, <laughs> just nonstop of random people yeah. getting gifted. Yeah. Like, I think I saw Summit get gifted or something. Just, like, random, like... Yeah. <laughs> Big streamers. All the all the all the big names and brands and publishers are all subs of my channel. Uh, you can go check it out. That's I, I didn't even know you could do that. I know you can gift subs. Yeah. Well, maybe someone will gift you one. Apollo. Well, what's nice too is if you have sub alerts, it doesn't say that it was gifted. It only says yeah. that in your chat. So, like, if people aren't looking at chat, they'll just think that like that person was watching. Yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Ninja watches Apollo. That's so crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Especially since I don't stream. So. What is, do you have a do you have a uh, a stream name like a Twitch name? Yeah, I do. What is it? <laughs> it's Apollo underscore Price. Okay, so you're not in the you're not watching this. You don't you're not in the Twitch chat right now. I can't actually get in because um, I can't log into my Twitch account without two step authentication. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't get two step in. At my house, like we don't have service, so I can never log into Twitch ever again. Oh, your house? You guys don't have like, you don't <laughs> yeah, have don't cell have service. service? Yeah. You know, okay, so there's this really cool thing that happened a while ago where you can connect your phone to a Wi Fi <laughs> connection. So it's not just like a cell connection, you can actually give it access to your personal or home <laughs> network, and that feeds internet into it. <laughs> yeah, well, I we still don't get the, the text message or whatever for okay. two step, so. Well, congratulations! You just got gifted a sub. Let's get into the call. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let me grab the first. Am person. I actually sub? Yes, you did. Yes, Fulger Strike. Oh, gifted yeah, it just says Apollo Price just subscribed on yeah. Twitch. You don't see like if you're watching Twitch right now, you'll see it just says that. It doesn't say that you got gifted. Yeah. Thanks okay. for the support. Yeah. Well, thanks. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Who, that's good. That's you, great. You can now use my emotes all over the place. I mean, when you eventually figure out how to log into your account. Uh, yeah. doc, so really quickly while we wait for uh, Mark to grab somebody, we got Dr. Lama subbed, Jubes, Shifu Bait, uh, I Icarus or Icarus twenty three, Music Medic eighty eight, uh, Sandy Toes HS, uh, obviously Boba Cola with the gift Omen by HP Fulger Strike with the gift to Right Games, uh, Boba Cola with the gift to P Like I need to make sure Mark is uh, not back yet. Um, oh, thank you for the cheers, Kulas33. Bet on black. Okay, I am going to Vegas tonight, uh, for those of you that missed the, the pre Travis status. Gafford Gambling Fund. Yes. I don't know the legalities of that. Let's talk to Good Connectivity, who just joined the show. Good Connectivity, it's nice to have you here. Maybe you can help Apollo get uh, some of the messages he's been trying to get to his phone. No, Good Connectivity, where are you calling from? Uh, Vegas. 
Vegas. You're calling hey, from Vegas? I'm go- <laughs> is going there tonight. I'm going there, literally landing there around 11 tonight. So um, if you can just pick me up at the airport. where? Uh, what do you want to talk about? So I kind of wanted to talk about the people who, you know, lost in Spring Split, and that's 100 Thieves. Because uh, sort of the big point I wanted to talk on was how important, I think we all know how important Aphromoo was. Um, I would sort of compare it back to the good old days when you used to have high, like just be this huge force for C9 where they might not have really had these great teams, but you still had high. You're like, oh man, you know, C9 might suck, but if they have high, they still have a shot at winning. And I think that's sort of what we saw for 100 Thieves where necessarily they weren't the five best players on the Rift. I think maybe someday was the other only other player who I would say was this, you know, outstanding person in the role. Um, and I sort of want to hear your thoughts on the impact of the shot caller role and why 100 feet was so good. And if you do think that they can sort of translate this into the next split. Yeah. Mark, do you want to kick us off on this discussion? Well, I guess I actually want to ask Apollo because I think a lot of people felt like clutch actually should have won that best of five versus hundred thieves. And the reason they didn't was probably due to nerves slash shot calling leadership, maybe because they did have a lead in game five. Um, they maybe could have forced a Baron at one point after they got some kills near Dragon on the enemy jungler. They had TP advantage, but they didn't really split solo during that time. So I guess I'd want to hear Apollo's opinion. Like, do you think it was the, the leadership and shot calling that let them win that kind of fifth and final game? Hmm. That's hard. I mean, Oh, well, first of all, I guess I'll talk about like the series itself, like versus Hundred Thieves. I think either team could have won that series, right? Like it was obviously really close. Um, I think we could have won it. We had like a really good opportunity to win that. So, like, yeah, it was definitely in our hands. But I don't really know if it was like. I think just in general, having you know the good shot caller is important. But at the end of the day, I don't think Hundred Thieves was like. I don't think they won because they had like a better shot caller. I think they won because they're just the better team or like they just, you know, they play or they played better uh, on that day. So I think it's really important that like they have Afro to like, you know, have that big voice, but I mean, they're all still really good players. I wouldn't like discredit any of them. I think they all played really well. Um, and then, you know, when they go against TL, they obviously weren't good enough. Like, you know, if we were against TL, I don't think it would look too much different. Uh, maybe we'd get like one game or something, but I don't think it'd look too much different. Do you mind if I say something just to sort of respond to that? Yeah, quick? yeah. I mean, that's it's a discussion. You're welcome to. You, you're allowed to speak. Thank you, Travis. Raise anyway. your hand. <laughs> okay. Um. So you sort of commented on how 100 fees was just a better team. Do you sort of think it was mechanically they're a better team, or you know, do you think this was a shot calling where you know it's coming into the team fight to where Aframu is really just being this, you know, great shot calling force? Uh. I mean, it depends on what situation you're talking about. I think you can kind of be both, right? Like some situations, maybe they play the team fight better and that's mechanics and just like experience maybe, or uh, just mechanics and like target calling. But I think most of the game ended up being macro oriented. So where we, you know, where we position ourselves on the map and like how we rotate. So I think, yeah, maybe, I, I think the reason why they won is because they played the macro better. Um, not just like game five, uh, is like, you know, throughout the series, I do think they played a little macro a little bit better. Fair enough. I, I, I'm just really curious because for the most part, I would say if we're going lane by lane, you guys 100% had, you know, the better matchups when it comes to, I would personally put Lyra over Meteos, uh, Fibivin over Rio. And 
I would actually put you over Cody Sun rather than, or I think Kakuo and Afrimu can be really close. They're both okay. really good. Uh, well, mechanically, I think they're both really close, but I think sort of the bigger issue was Afrimu was uh, the better shot calling force. So I, re- I really appreciate that response. That felt really cool. Um, sorry, you guys sort of choked. <laughs> well, so I, I actually uh, want to ask about that a little bit because I felt like everyone thought the. 100 Thieves clutch side of the bracket was the easier side because both those teams got 3-0'd by the other team. Uh, but I wanted to ask Apollo, did he feel like it was the case where like one side of the bracket was way stronger? Or do you guys feel like you might have choked a little bit and based off your impressions of 100 Thieves that they underperformed? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I think our side of the bracket was like, or our side of the bracket was technically harder in terms of seating, right? I think. Uh, uh it's kind of evened out yeah i guess it kind of evened out but like it after it should average out but yeah basically like after seeing tsm's performance it was like that's kind of when we knew that the bracket was weaker right like i would like tsm was obviously going to be difficult or like we thought it was gonna be like really difficult but then um since we beat them then it's like yeah, 100 thieves versus clutch gaming it's definitely not as uh I don't know. It wasn't like the stronger teams, and then like when you have Bucket Fox and TL on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, I mean it's definitely that the other side was definitely stronger. I don't think you can really argue that. Yeah. Uh, but do you would you say you guys also underperformed? Is it strictly just like better better teams on the other side? Because I feel oh. like it's one of those things where it's it's hard to get people to like admit like on a day people can play better or worse. Like you know, I think Hakuho looked like a fucking god in the TSM series and still looked good in some of the other ones, but not quite as dominant. Um, I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, I don't think we, uh, at least me and Nick, I don't think we performed as well again in, in 100 Thieves series. Uh, yeah, it, a lot of it's like, or, you know, maybe just like game, just some games in general, right? Like, it's, it's a best of five, so you can have good games and bad games. But in general, do you think we didn't perform as well, at least in bot lane? But they they didn't really like outperform or like hundred thieves didn't like outperform that hard either right like i don't think they punished our mistakes um that that well uh so yeah i mean i don't know i, I think both like both the teams like weren't that great uh and then they just kind of got the they just like won the third game pretty much all right well the thank last you so game, much rather. good connectivity is literally in the twitch chat saying he's trying to move on to the next caller um I so can, I think oh sorry that was me <laughs> Oh, wait, no, no, no. Good connectivity in chat wrote that. He says it's good. Yeah, that was me. I'm trying to get to Yeah, yeah, no, I meant meant, uh, it was me who was not moving on to the next call. Oh, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Good connectivity. Thank you so much. Uh, Where, what should I do in Vegas tonight? Uh, Don't lose all your money. Don't lose all my money. Okay, well, we'll see. I I hope not. I I don't have a lot of money to lose, but uh, maybe, maybe the bits and the subs will come. Thank you so much. Yep, love you with Fusion. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. Love you. All right. So moving on to the next caller. Mark's grabbing them uh, right now. Thank, thank you to Kulas33 for the 1,000 uh, bits. He says bet on bet black. Uh, Blonde Squirrel used 150 bits. And uh, Rummy Cake has subbed as well. Looks like we are back with the fourth Hokage. Is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> You've been on the show previously, I think. You're also very quiet. You have to turn him up. I, I put him on 200, but I'm worried it's not going to be high enough. Uh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, I can... Just project into your microphone. All right. 
Put your microphone inside of your mouth. Don't. don't. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> okay, well, what do you want to... Uh, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from Dallas. From Dallas, okay. And um, uh, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I just wanted to uh, mention that I think Team Liquid looked really good in playoffs, and I think they're being severely underrated, and they have a good shot at making the final at MSI. So you think Team Liquid looked really good? Yes. And, and Main, could potentially make finals. Yeah, final at MSI, depending on how uh, the group, how like the playoff bracket gets set up. Yeah. If they get King Zone, they're probably not going to Okay. That, but... So how much... This is a good question, and uh, I we direct to the first uh, question to Apollo first, so I'll, I'll send it over to you, Mark. How much should fans be hyped for Team Liquid following their 3-0? Because I think, you know, even in, in the interview I did with Peter, he was saying that he felt like 100 Thieves just kind of fell apart after the Xmithy Baron steal. So how how much can we take away from Team Liquid's strength um, as opposed to 100T's kind of collapse? Uh, you know, I think you can put a little bit on their strength. I thought they're... They, they fell behind in different series multiple times and then came back through strictly macro. They did it against the C9 series where they fell 7K down and came back. Uh, and they also did it in game uh, three of the 100 Thieves series. Because they did int, like, several... There were just several moments, even that first game. Like, they were losing that first game until they got... Well, that was that was a game that they were winning and then they started getting picked and then they should have lost that game after the Baron, most right. likely. Um, so I definitely agree with that one, but I think they, they did it in other series too, is what I'm saying. So it wasn't just strictly a hundred thieves thing where I thought like they seem to understand how to play against the one, three, one. Well, when they don't have a one, three, one, like they put their bottling usually is ahead. So then they put their stronger bottling mid and then they rotate them to like shut down the guy who's split pushing and they execute on that very well. It's not like a super hard concept, but it can be hard to actually do. Um, so that's nice, but they do fall behind a fair amount. And if you're going up against the best teams in every region, uh, you know, you can't just fall behind and then come back all the time. So it's a little concerning. I, I, I have a hard time knowing exactly where to rate them because this whole split was just like such a clusterfuck. Because contrary, contrary to uh, Fourth Hokage, I am. I don't think you can get very hyped for Team Liquid. I uh, after that series, like, and and after play, their playoffs run, like, I don't. I'm not saying that they can't show up really well at MSI, but I don't think that you can that anything that happened during this these last couple of series should make you feel that way. Like there were several points where they made pretty big mistakes and then they just kind of got back in, which you could look at and say like, okay, well that shows like the mental resilience and the, the fact that these guys can play from behind and all that stuff. But like, I don't know, there were some mistakes where I'm just like, why are you getting caught out like that? I, it just feels like they are probably going to get abused pretty hard um, by, you know, the best teams from every region. Mm -hmm. Paul, I'm very curious about your take. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't know if like they were underrated um, per se, like TL. That is, I think everyone saw that they, you know, they did really well in North America and they did really well in playoffs. Uh, but like when you're going against like Korean and Chinese teams or even like the the other regions, like I, I don't think you can like say how well they're gonna do. The other the other regions are really good. You just you kind of have to wait and see. I think TLR 
clearly the best in NA and they have really good macro, but they always say have flaws. And I think what's interesting is that they're pretty aggressive as a team, at least uh, in scrims are really aggressive. And I think on stage, they're a little more aggressive than other teams. So I kind of want to see how they fare against like other teams that may not be as aggressive. Like the Korean teams usually aren't as aggressive, I guess, besides King zone. Actually, wait. So it's only King Zone going. Uh, well, okay. Then I want to see them go against King Zone and IG, which are both like pretty aggressive teams. Yeah. What is giving you so much confidence, uh, Fourth Hokage? Um, it it's mostly homerism, but uh... <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you know, as as a NA fanboy. Who doesn't want to give up his soul quite yet? I am. I am super confident in Team Liquid, and people are underrating them. Mm. Yeah, that that's probably about like half of the re the reason that I uh think that they can finish in finals. Um, I will say this: it does feel kind of like they have the CLG MSI 2016 finals like feel to it, just because like that that team was, if my memory is right, they kind of fell behind in a, like a decent chunk of their games, but they were still able to macro and kind of push through it and i just feel like it's gonna kind of be the same thing where the other teams are also quite new except for king zone um and have you not... sorry i should keep going oh <laughs> uh, uh, well the other teams are kind of new and i feel like at msi they're gonna kind of if they do get a lead they're not gonna push it as much as they should like echo fox i feel like that's the reason echo fox really was able to beat Team Liquid throughout the regular season and take a game off them in the series. They pushed once they got the lead, they actually like pushed it extremely hard and ended the game almost immediately. Um, yeah, that that's the whole reason. I think they're gonna out macro them and be a little more aggressive. I think the other teams are gonna kind of choke, except for probably King Zone. Hmm. Have you watched the other regions besides uh, Korea? Um, like I, you know, like IG is going MSI, I think, or probably one of the teams are going MSI, and then as well as Fnatic, right? I haven't watched IG as off uh, as often because it airs about the same time uh, Korea does, and I'm I don't have enough time to really watch the vods. Yeah, that's that. fair. But uh, Fnatic, I feel like. They, I feel like they're kind of in the same situation as TL. I think all most of the EU teams are also kind of like bad right now, macro wise, and just like overall play. I think they're both kind of in the same situation, and um, just it's almost the same team as that they had at Worlds, and they were really kind of passive for most of the games at Worlds, and a lot of their wins were kind of like comebacks. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for Europe, it's really hard to judge how well they're going to do as well. So it's like, just because, I don't know, whenever whenever we see uh, Europe play internationally, it's always just, they kind of get rolled over and then they come back learning from what they just, after getting smashed. But I think the reason why it's like concerning for North America is because I think China looks pretty strong as a region and then as well as Korea. And then even like, what's the other region? Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam, oh. Vietnam, like they're not even that bad either, right? So is it it's Vietnam not, I, it just, it does, it doesn't feel like it's like 
it's that easy for NA to like just roll through and then get to the finals, at least from my perspective. I still like I still think Europe is not like awful. Fnatic is not like a really bad team or anything like that. I don't think IG is gonna roll over either. They look scary. Um, or I think it's IG versus EDG, so either one of those. I I'd say IG is a little bit of a toss up just because they're top I forgot the reason why I didn't really include IG. Their top laner, the Shy, is still has that wrist injury or whatever, and I think that could screw them up at MSI. But he's wait, he has a wrist energy? Uh, injury. Uh, yeah, there's. I think it was a wrist injury. Uh, the Shy, their main top laner right now, I believe they're playing Duke. I I do look at the post match threads on Reddit sometimes, and that's what I saw through there. Oh. Yeah, I mean that guy's insane. I think he's like the like the best top winner, at least in China. I don't know if that means too much, but he's really good whenever I watch their vods. But if he's not able to play, that would that'd be pretty bad. Well, thank you so much, Fourth Hokage, for calling in. Uh, one last question: oh. How long how long have you been a fan, like watching pro league? Um, I've been a fan since late season four, and I kind of became a curse fan once they uh. They beat CLG in the season four quarterfinals. Okay, that, I, I was just kind of wondering. I started that. I was just wondering because it's a lot of newer fans. You know, season five, season six, who still maintain that NA optimism. So I was just checking in. Yeah, <laughs> checking in. I, I'm a fan of a lot of bad like sports teams. Like, <laughs> well, then just, you not, not bad, but like right well. disappointing. Yeah. It, it's like anytime a team. It's like KT. I also they're like my second favorite team in LCK. Anytime like a team's good but they disappoint, for some reason like I'm drawn to it. Thank you so much for Takage. No and thanks for being a sub. And thanks for joining. Very good. Moving on to the next call. I'm gonna set audio down again. Turn it up a little bit for him. Uh, so tell me if that's an issue. Thank you to Gabith Gabith uh, for subbing as well. Should have another person right now. Alden Peroni. Where are you calling from, Alden? Uh, I'm calling from Hawaii. From Hawaii. Nice. Hey, I love Hawaii. Nice. If you don't mind me asking, what island? Uh, Oahu. Oahu. Very cool. The one, the one that matters. <laughs> the one that matters. I mean, <laughs> I, I try to go to Maui like once a year now because I've just absolutely yeah. fallen in love with it. So, um, I mean, like, like um, I'm fine with like all, all the other islands. I've been to the big island. That's that's nice. Yeah, I have a friend that's from the Big Island, and she's uh, she always says good things about it. Isn't Oahu just like super trafficy? Yeah, and it's it's even worse now because we're building um, a rail for like trains and stuff. Yeah, and there's so much traffic, and like I think we're like the state with like the worst road rage in the country. Really, Hawaii is the place Wha- with the most. What? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> is there any reason it's behind weird. that? It, uh, um, well, like, people are too nice. Like, I, I, I'm not sure, like, there's, like, a lot of indecisiveness that goes, like, between people because, like, oh, no, you go, no, you go. And then we just, and then there's always, like, stupid drivers on the road. Yeah. And I think because, like, we're so densely populated, it's, like, one million people on just one island. That's, and there's, like, so many, there's only, like, so many cars to put on, on the same road. There's gonna be, like, there's already like at least two crashes every morning on the news. That's crazy. See, yeah, that's you're not making crazy. me want to go to Oahu. You said it's the only one that matters, but I want to go to like the big <laughs> island and all these. Other I mean, places if first. if you if you want to go for vacation here, 
no <laughs> no i I'd, I'd rather you go to the to the neighbor island since it's so it's it's nice okay there. it's much nicer well thank you very much uh for the information i really appreciate it uh let's what do you actually want to talk about though yeah uh, i actually want to talk about how i didn't like how small the venue was for the spring finals weekend the the Fillmore theater it's like I think like uh the the whole like finals atmosphere I associated with like last summer with uh, where they had it in Boston at the TD Garden 15,000 people sold out and then you go from from that atmosphere to just 2,000 people and like the stage and the and the analyst desk are just like so close to each other I felt like that was super weird and I understand that Riot wanted uh like a more intimate atmosphere between like the fans and and the players but i think it was a bit too intimate for for my taste sure honestly so um, you the problem is i think that you're the only the only issue i would take with your logic is that you're comparing spring finals to last year's summer finals uh i think the better analogy is comparing spring finals to last year's spring finals oh, yeah, it was yeah. in the vancouver yeah. location it was, in vancouver. And and it was much bigger than yeah it it is actually bigger. You're right than the venue that they had here. But the problem was they did not sell out that location, um, at least for the third and fourth place matches. And that venue also kind of just sucked, to be honest. Like I, it was it was like a uh, like a stadium next to a theme park. Uh, it had like no flavor or personality. I mean that's that's why I was not. I had no issue with this venue compared to the the Vancouver one. I love Vancouver as a city, but um, I didn't mind like a smaller venue that felt like, I don't know. I like the theater look, but tell, tell me, cause this is something I saw people talking. People actually cited one of my videos and I felt almost kind of guilty about it. Cause my video, I said I was fine with the spring finals location being smaller, but then like the Reddit thread was like, when Travis said spring finals was going to be smaller, I didn't know it was going to be this much smaller. I, I was I would much rather see that Reddit thread pop up whenever we're on like day fourteen of the of MSI in the fucking Berlin studio. But setting all that aside, like what what was the uh, experience like watching online? Because I I don't know like what how did it feel watching online? Because I keep hearing people say it felt too small. Yeah, um, felt like group stage honestly, like like the the teams were like next to each other, like they were like. They're like across the stage from each other, and it felt like it was. I felt like it was kind of too close, and mm. then I don't know. That was that was just me. Um, it was super weird, like just only having to turn your head like to like forty five degrees from the stage to the analyst desk. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were not you were watching online, right? Yeah, I was watching online. Okay. I don't have enough money to go all the way across. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be clear because you <laughs> said turning your head forty-five yeah. degrees, but unless you were watching in like a VR experience, I assume you're not. You're just saying what it must have been like to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Apollo. so it just it just felt <laughs> small, and that's kind of what felt bad. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Okay, I was kind of like disappointed how like small it was. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Apollo, having played in there yeah, and potentially say. watched the finals there? Hmm. I mean, it was like, oh, okay. 
I don't have too many reference points because, you know, I don't go to the finals very often. Uh, but the venue was like, I guess, you know, a little bit smaller than. Actually, I don't even know how big the Vancouver was. So I don't really know, but I guess it was like a little bit smaller just from what I, was I, I would guess before. the Vancouver you... one was like twice as big, at least. Have you been to like any collegiate sports like hockey or basketball stuff? Because the Vancouver, or yeah, yeah, you because like the Vancouver one was about like the size of a big collegiate basketball or football or not okay. football, uh, hockey rink. Like it, it was indoor. It was not like a massive place, but it was probably like ten, like five to ten k seating. Whereas this one was like two point three or something. Right. Okay. Well, then I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little bit smaller. It it did feel a little bit weird. That we weren't facing the audience i thought you know like when we're kind of like angled like that and facing towards each other was a little bit strange i thought i mean it's usually like i'm used to like kind of facing towards the audience but because, because of playing on stage at the lcs it's like much more angled towards the audience than towards each other yeah exactly yeah. and even so that my only other experience that i played on the big stage was imagine square and even obviously that's like a lot bigger and like you know a different situation yeah. but that was you know still like the atmosphere was like just so much different and then going to this one it felt a little bit more like i mean it's not that bad but it felt a little bit more like the esl studios like when i went to iem yikes it's not, not even not i'm not i don't want to compare it to like that but it was definitely you know in, in terms, terms of, of scale at least yeah yeah in terms of scale yeah, yeah exactly so um oh go ahead yeah. sorry uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, watching it, I felt like it's still fine. I mean, it's still good, exciting, but I don't know. I, n I never really like. It's, it still felt like the same in terms of like pressure, or, uh, yeah, I just still felt the same in terms of pressure. So I, did, I don't really know if it was like if it was bigger, if I would feel different, or if it was smaller than if, if I would feel different or not. Yeah, I, I mean, is this an okay? What if that arena was twice as big, but on the day that you played Apollo, it was like half empty? Yeah, see, that would like, I yeah, it'd be kind of. I don't know how it'd feel. It'd just feel like kind of like sad, almost. You know, like we're just not uh, popular enough to have like you know good amount of people to watch, or like not yeah interested enough to watch right because i feel like that's often the issue that happens with the third and fourth place match especially in spring and i i think there are probably some financial ramifications from that as well uh for the riot side riot is not the type of company that would ever come out and say like we lost too much money when we did a big venue so we're not going to do it again even though i think that that's actually kind of a an okay statement um but i think that's part of the reason why they do smaller like it, they just have a harder time selling out spring uh, that being said, like the Miami crowd was so passionate and stuff, they might have been able to do it had they had a bigger arena. I don't know, um, but I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, I I am curious, uh, Alden. Do you do, I do you know what is ha like how what the structure is for MSI in terms of venues? Uh, I'm I'm still like fairly new to like this stuff. I've only been a fan since season seven started honestly gotcha so you've been watching for like a year and a half basically yeah okay so just so all i was gonna say is what is interesting to me is that people had an issue with this venue for being for being spring finals <clears throat> but like almost all of msi is going to be in the eu lcs studio um which is basically like if you don't watch eu lcs the vast vast majority of the people that watch the show probably don't because no one really does but 
Uh, that takes place. Their viewership was almost the same for the, the finals. Yeah, the it was just people tuning in to watch mm. NALCS and waiting. You know, NALCS waiting. waiting. I, I watch. I watch. Waiting. I watch ULCS too, and like I like how their studio looks with like the screen behind them and stuff. Yeah, I personally, you... I personally think it's better than the NALCS studio. Dang. All right, all really? those good talking to you. I'm sorry, your that's connection that's from Hawaii is breaking up, so we're gonna have to sit. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Would you want an international competition there, though? Travis is going. Uh, uh, just there? Yeah, the EULCS2, because that's what's happening with MSI. Is the group stage of MSI is being played there, and I think even some of the, the bracket stage. I I do want... I would like to have it somewhere else just to make it feel like it means something. Just like... Oh, it's so it's so important. Like this is a major event, so major that we're not gonna like go where we usually are. We just go somewhere else where everyone can gather and we'll watch every team, all the best teams all over the world to to watch and stuff. Yeah, something like that. So, do you think it's more exciting when the venues like big, like let's just say you know the venue that we had for spring was the same kind of scale as it was for summer? Like, is that just more exciting for you guys, like as fans, or for you as a fan, just to, like watch the event when it's like this? There's so many people watching. I think, yeah, just like having so many people watch it, it just for me, it gets me like super excited and stuff. It's like, wow, so many people are watching over there. I wish I could be there with all those people, you know. But so in the the Miami venue, you didn't feel that way. Um. Or is it just like Not, to like a lesser would, extent? Yeah, to a lesser extent. That's that's how I felt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like I still wish I could have been there, but just like with more people it would have been like more fun, you know? Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you uh calling in all tonight. I do think like I I, yeah. I mean I did a pre video previously about this, so I do think that this is something worth paying attention to as as time goes on and yeah, I mean, I, I, I still kind of contend to the idea that I don't mind spring finals feeling smaller than summer, but I can understand that when people are have just watched summer, you know, six months before, they probably expect to see something like that now. So thanks so much for calling in. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Right. All right, moving on to the uh, next person here. Crazy Korean 63 sent 3,000 bits. Thank you. Uh, Crazy Korean 63 going to Vegas tonight. Can't promise that that won't end up lost on a blackjack table. Adcast 98 subbed and Swartz 7 subbed as well. So thank you to those individuals. Uh, and it looks like we're getting Dr. Manhattan himself. Mark, did you know Dr. Manhattan was at, was a sub? Was at the event this past weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's why he's here, actually, yeah. Travis. Oh, really? Yeah, I talked mm, to him. Right. I met him. He's just a super nice guy. Dr. Manhattan, where are you calling from right now? I am calling from the East Coast here in Washington, D.C. with somewhat of a cold. Somewhat of a cold. Uh, see, this is why I, I try not to shake any hands at these events. Uh, this is I only fist bump. I made a concerted <laughs> effort to do the fist bump thing and to wash my hands like a crazy person after this event. And I am feeling mm. OK right now, which is the first time. Uh, that's happened a long time. So um, just let let this be known. Dr. Manhattan, what do you want to talk about? I kind of want to actually contest uh, the last caller's point in saying how, like, oh, the Miami venue sucked and how a bunch of people were like, oh, the venue sucked. It was too small, this and that. But uh, 
I kind of want to talk about Manny from the perspective of someone who one did go to the event and two who has been to other events in the past. Like how much, while while not perfect, I think it was one of the more memorable ones from a standpoint, even with the smaller crowd. And just sure. that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm talking. So about. it's worth it's worth pointing out. So one, what other events have you been to since Toronto, which is summer 2016? I have gone to all of them since, and I also went to Madison Square Garden in 2015, I think. But yeah, 2015. Okay, so you went fan. to Toronto. So you went to MSG, Toronto, Vancouver, Boston, and now this Miami. Yes, nice. you got to see me play twice. Thanks. Yeah, I, d- I did actually. <laughs> I know it's pretty cool. Was it? <laughs> he's, a, he's Apollo's biggest fan. He's been to every event Apollo's been to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, can't, can't and also worth much. noting that the last caller called in called. So, this was the thing is that actually talking to the people that were at the event, I feel like for the most part, I actually I think a couple of them said that they wanted like a small, a bigger venue, but most of them seemed to enjoy the experience on site. So, maybe ironically, like I've always thought that the people at the venue are the ones that are going to want like the bigger venue. Uh, but it sounds like maybe it's the people that are watching online. Like that's where they experience it. And that's why they want the bigger venue. But um, I don't mean to jump ahead, Dr. Manhattan. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what your experience was and, and why you enjoyed it. Um, I would say the main reason I liked it. One, I think that the crowd is pretty cool in terms of just, uh, they were definitely passionate. I definitely agree with on that one. Uh, two, when we're talking about the venue, uh, the fact that I think in terms of the time of year it is, cause I mean, a good amount of people I talk to in terms of like League of Legends are like college kids and like some of them really just can't like commit like a weekend you know to go to like a venue in spring so as a result I feel like that's kind of why you don't see as many sales in spring compared to summer and summer most people are just naturally inclined to take a vacation um, so that's why I think it would it, it didn't really hurt them as bad and I went to the Vancouver venue I'm totally with you on that one that venue was it, it definitely could have been better um so there's that uh comparing it to other venues the only venue that like was legitimately as outstanding as it was when i went was when i went to the air canada center in toronto uh fantastic crowd fantastic venue um really just had no complaints with the event and madison square garden because that was my first one i went to um my complaint with vancouver was the fact that i didn't like just the overall feel of it It wasn't that small did go to the third place game and i agree with you it kind of felt sad to just be there and seeing how half empty the place was. And it was rainy and hard to get to. Yeah, that too. But um, it, like, I felt like the venue kind of ruined the fact that I did love going to Vancouver in general, like a lot. So um, there's that. So I, what do you think about trying to balance it versus uh, online fans though? Because there's 2000 people at the event and 500,000 people online watching. Um and while I understand that you you can't you don't want to undersell the third fourth place match in terms of like who shows up, uh, if you could make it a little bit bigger, uh, do you think that would be a, a better thing, or do you think like it doesn't really matter uh, as long as like the event is well put together, which I think the Miami event clearly was. Yeah, I think as, as long as it's as long as you put it together relatively reasonably, then yeah, it it it's a, it it works fine. Um, also, you know, the only thing that kind of sucks is the final, but, you know, the fact that it's not maybe as hype as a 20,000, 30,000 arena venue, but in ge- like, but in general, I think that it's kind of like most people really didn't 
uh, kind of, or what, I say, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is just that people are kind of just just look at the number and say, oh, 2,000 venue, 2,000 seat venue, this sucks, blah, blah, blah. And also, when I go to arenas, this is just something I noticed, but people are just kind of rude. As whereas in when I went to this one, people were just generally nicer, much friendlier, much more. When you say rude, to. can you elaborate? I don't know. Just people like people are I, so nice to me. They well, come up, they ask for pictures. You're Travis. Uh, they tell me how great my content is. Does this not happen to you, Doctor Manhattan? I thought no. this was a standard experience. Row twelve, fucking guy getting stepped on after trying to get to this <laughs> is not the same experience, Travis. Yeah basically mark z but uh yeah like people are just in general just like whenever i try to like like i remember when i went to like boston and i was like trying to talk something about the game he just looked like so like just like maybe, maybe that's, Whoa, that's uh, boston hold people. on i was about to say yeah that's that's just boston in yeah. a nutshell like i'm i'm down with that guy like i'm i'm the type of person i walk past you in the hallway even if we know each other i'm probably just like i try to talk to you. mark every day and he tells me to fuck off so <laughs> he, I was, he tried wow. to get lunch with me today and i was like i already ate bye yeah that was pretty much it so but he's from that area so that that makes a lot of sense Okay, okay, all right, then that, that kind of makes it less silly. But people were just in general in these arenas, and I was just like, hey, man, like, I'm just, like, talking about the game. They was like, oh, okay, I guess. But, like, this one, there was, like, two, three people sitting next to me, and I was, like, trying to, and we legit had a conversation. We were just, you know, like, and, you know, we had, like, four or five other people within, like, rows away from me getting in on this conversation, too. And it's, yeah. like, it just felt so much more intimate in that theater, which one, I loved. One of the that, things I liked about it, too, was that just uh and, and like this is such a, an ephemeral thing or whatever but like the they were able to riot was able to do so much we were able to do so much with the fact that it was like miami uh and that there was such like a cool feel to that right like i think whenever they went to vegas they didn't really do a good job besides maybe the opener of making it feel like vegas the stage just felt kind of like the standard stage setup but i actually really hope that uh riot continues to pick like very interesting like uh, again, I've I've heard that there are complications with taking it to Texas, but in a world where they take it to Texas, I want to see Apollo riding on a horse to his <laughs> stage. You know, like I, I just yeah, go see bull him. riding. Yeah, uh, I would like to see that happen. So I, I yeah, don't know. I think it's really cool. Coming in on the limit was pretty sick, and I think like just to go off on or just to go on the topic where there was like so many people, kind of very intimate. It did feel like. I mean, even though maybe it wasn't like as big of a venue, it still felt, you know, the energy was still there, right? Like you still felt the same type of energy when like you make a big play or when the enemy team makes a big play and they're just, they're just yelling. And I don't think maybe the people don't really realize that uh, when they're watching the stream, but when you're there at the venue, it's still like, you know, it's still, it's still there. And um, when TL wins and like all that, all the confetti pops out, it's still like a really cool experience and, Maybe it's just hard to realize that when you're like watching on stream. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why people say that or like that's I think that's where like the opinion comes from where they don't really feel like it's as cool or whatever. But yeah. it's at least for me, it still felt like really. Yeah, it still felt really cool. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, hopping, hopping back to the rude people point. I also have a small like guess that like it, part of it's just that people are like a lot of the fans are just nerds and they might not be the most like <laughs> they're just kind of nerds and they might not be like as socially like that I probably shouldn't have done that kind of thing i don't know maybe That's it's Boston not that people no but he said also at uh vancouver or toronto right uh Someone... less in toronto a bit more in vancouver i mean they were is... coming in wet from the rain maybe that's yeah. it too yeah you know, birds <laughs> that's, flying that's, over that's their actually... head in the arena like that's what I was going to say is for Miami, you're like on the beach. You're always like doing shit. Like just the general attitude of that population is you just probably offended a little different. Twitch chat, Mark. They're all very upset with you. 
You bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess uh, that the final point I want to lead us on is I do agree with what Travis was saying. It's just like I I I want to see them more embrace the whole culture of just or like just the whole environment that they're in. You know, like the whole oh we got like Miami Vice kind of theme lights and stuff. Or like you know I, I didn't feel that in like Vancouver. It's just like uh, it just felt like okay I'm in Vancouver I guess and they didn't really they didn't really try to embrace that as much as they could have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the Vancouver. I love Vancouver. I don't know what the feeling is there. If yeah, what would you do in Vancouver? <laughs> Get a moose or some poutine or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apollo rides in on a moose. I just every time they go on a giant bed of poutine. Just... Every time they go somewhere, I just want Apollo to ride in on a different animal. Uh, or someone have someone on stage eating some poutine or something. Yeah. Not not that I don't like the idea. I just yeah, I don't know what Vancouver does. Yeah. They're they're just Canada. Maple syrup fountains. <laughs> Uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Manhattan, so much for calling in. And it was great meeting you this past weekend. Likewise. It's a pleasure coming on the show. Thanks. Have a good one. Oh, oh I didn't change channel. <laughs> I wonder if I met him. I don't know if I met him or not. You might have. Who knows? Maybe, I don't know if I met him both times. Uh, Swartz 7 subbed. Uh, Adcast 98. I think I'm going to say Chinua Ichibe. Uh, Captain, Captain Redbeard. And fourth Colin with the 300 bits. He says, please, I got DC'd from the waiting room. Uh, Mark Jacito, fourth Colin, donated and said, please, I got DC'd from the waiting room. So I don't know. If Who? Fourth Colin? I, didn't, I don't think I pulled anyone called fourth Colin. I think he's just trying to buy his way on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe he's I'm like, wrong. He's like, oh, these 600 bits actually say I got DC'd uh, from the waiting room. By the way, whenever Mark was calling everyone Twitch chat nerds, I just want to say that's not representative of my opinions. I think you guys are all amazing people, especially the subs. Well, are you saying nerds can't be amazing people? Imrak, he's here. Speaking of Twitch <laughs> subs, M Imrak, Mirak, Mirak, six two four, Merrick, Merrick six two four. It took a while for me to get that name, Merrick. Uh, where are you calling from? San Francisco. San Francisco. All right. What do you want to talk about? No, we had sweeps in both the NALCS finals and EOCS finals this past weekend. At my topic, we also had a sweep in the third place match in NA. So a lot of sweeps, and I'm going to talk about how five game series are more exciting, but I had a lot of fun watching both the Fox series and TL series. I think there's a lot of spectator value to seeing a team play extremely well and show a skill difference, like how Dardoch got not even... Lero wasn't even level six against Dardoch in one of those games at 10 minutes. So just seeing things like that can still be really exciting versus game series can sometimes be a display of lack of skill rather than a display of great skill and it can be drawn out rather than like a good example would be the SKT rock semifinals in world season six that was great skill from both teams but other five game series could that not been as good yeah I, I didn't have Apollo, fun. Yeah, I was going to say a series. So I don't really know where you got that from. <laughs> yeah, Apollo, so you didn't bad. enjoy? So, so just, to, just to give Apollo a bit, I felt so bad for them. It's just like the game was not about bot lane at all. It's like mid is always pushed, even bot lane a little bit because they had the Nami pick, but I felt like they were still holding on mostly fine. It's just like mm -hmm. a bunch of losing lanes with an Olaf just like destroying your general. <laughs> <Generalizing. laughs> yeah, it was just like, how are you supposed to? Like that's that solo queue game where you're just like, fuck me. I'm not even playing basically. Yeah, and then, and then it felt extra bad because it felt like Alltech and Adrian got caught out a couple times, and then it just doesn't matter because it didn't matter at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> like it just didn't matter at all. Like, and I, I do like, cause a lot of people are complaining about like a lack of individual carry potential. I did like to see Dardock Hulk out that hard. And I know it was kind of like, all right, they had a clear strategy of pushing lanes and the team was supporting him well, but that part, I did appreciate that. Like Dardock made that series, his series. Yeah. I mean, they definitely played it well. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have fun. So I don't know. I don't know. I, for me, I didn't have fun watching. <laughs> I didn't have fun watching that first series either. Literally, like I was in the press room, catering came. There wasn't enough space to fit in there, um, and I was like, "Okay, well, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna." Wait, eat. this has nothing to do with the series. You're just no, 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 <laughs> no. Let me finish. Let him, let him finish. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, and like I'm like, well, I I can't watch the game and eat at the same time. And then I saw all the kills come in on, on Clutch. And I was like, this game is done. So I just took my food and went to a different room. Because I was like, this, stuff, this is, I don't even need to do this. This is not worth Once it. Once again, this sounds more like a problem with where you could eat. Listen, got- <laughs> I would just like to see a bigger press room in the, in the food. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just saying, like, the second game was so not worth watching that I didn't watch it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That like it wasn't like you felt like you were missing something if you took a minute break. Yeah, but also well, I mean, the AC was pointed directly at the table that the catering was on, so the food got cold really quickly. You did Once an interview again. with me after, so and you, you answered the correct questions without even having to watch the game, which yeah. is good. Yeah, I well, mean, because I watched it. the first and the third, and I, <laughs> the second game, I think everyone will forget about it because it was so pointless. I don't actually remember what happened in the second game. So. Yeah. See? Second game was actually, the one. I don't remember what happened in all the it games. Was, it was Trundle, and you guys stopped their first level one invade, and then you tried to contest mm-hmm. their one on top side of blue, and then Lyra died oh, level yeah, one. That. And then, like, Nami Roam level two, and Lyra was, like, kind of going to their jungle, and mm-hmm. he died again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe you can put it on the stream right? because mom, we can watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could like ask the chat what they feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I would but... probably get up and walk out <laughs> again. <laughs> Outside of just our series though, I think you know, watching the other games like EU and TL, I don't think it was that I mean I kind of it was a little bit boring, but it wasn't like I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard for me to say because I'm like, you know, a pro player. So like I'm watching the games kind of for like other reasons as well, not just like entertainment. Right. But it's still like it's still like fun for me just like to see the just to see the games just because they're, you know, the best teams in the region. So, yeah, I I didn't mind the next day's best of three. I know it's going to be like, oh, I guess Peter won. But uh, legitimately, I actually thought those games were pretty hype, like the. Smithy Baron Steel was crazy, and uh, Poe Belter had all these crazy ults. Like there, there were, and most of the game, most of the time in those games, I actually did feel like they felt pretty competitive. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was the third game that felt like super lopsided, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I actually thought there were a lot of really hype moments and a lot of moments where you thought like either team could win or that the other team was going to win or something. So I I uh, half. Oh, sorry, you go, Merrick. Part of my point was also that, like, even if it's a sweep, some people might just look at the 3-0 and be like, okay, it was a stomp. But you can still have those, like, crazy Azir plays, the crazy Xmini Baron Steel, and it can still be a competitive game despite the sweep. Sorry, the clutch game wasn't as competitive, but I think the same things and the speed of the clutch and liquid games specifically, I think that was another exciting part, that it wasn't just, like, 
a team winning three 60-minute games where anyone could have won. It was... You're kind of breaking up a little bit there, but... Yeah, I, I get what he's saying, though, where, like, sweeps still can have, like, really cool moments, and I think they, they did for the most part. Uh, the only problem was, like, game three, you kind of saw the writing on the wall by the time, like, they had that Meteos play uh, in the bot lane. Uh, and that was, yeah. like, clear oh, mental move. <laughs> that, that was, like, all right, this series is, is wrapping up. Yeah. Like, I mean, my, my favorite sweep that I talk about often, like, maybe the best one ever was whenever... Uh, CLG swept TSM at MSG because that like everyone lost their shit. There was so much like TSM was so expected to win that. Uh, yeah, CLG's like, first win. Yeah, yeah. Like the the history and everything building up made that sweep like it was better as a sweep than like a close best of five. I almost feel like because it was just well. Like, plus, Loco tweeted like, "Get ready for the three zero today." Yeah, like <laughs> there was just so <laughs> many things that like as you started to realize this thing was going to happen, it was it was just crazy. So. I will say I, I talked to Double Lift at dinner and we like a half jokingly, but like both of us were kind of like, man, do you think you guys won too quickly? So like, you know, you didn't get the time to like build the hype up for the, the series a little bit. And he was kind of like, yeah, dude, I definitely shouldn't have tried to win so quickly. But there was, I think, like that little bit of like he would have wished that they put up a better fight. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we like asked him if uh, Echo Fox would have been like a better uh, like would have brought a, a more hype finals, and he said, "Yeah, I think it might have been a little bit more fun." So, like, I think he even he was like a little disappointed that it all just kind of rolled over so quickly. Yeah, because he said he felt like you know their team kind of went mental boom after just the Smithy steal, uh, and so I think like he like like you're saying it would have been nice to have a more competitive series. Yeah, I mean this entire series was like after the first match they like kept trying to do like the early game stuff. It was like with Talia. And they just get shut shut down, and so it was really sad to watch because after like after the first ten minutes, like fails for hundred thieves or ten to fifteen, then you just like look at the team comps, and you just you just know what's gonna happen, which really sucks. <laughs> yeah, the fact that Pobelter got more rooms off in game two was just like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Then Atalia, you're like, okay. Apollo, like <laughs> why? Right, maybe rise. Now that the like, now that the time has passed, maybe you can explain why was it that everyone like you echo fox just everyone i talked to was like yeah team liquid's gonna win because it, it, they seem so expected so were scrims just like completely one-sided for tl or like what led everyone to feel so confident i mean i think yeah I mean, well first off yeah scrims are one thing right um that's like kind of a common theme but i just felt like tl always had like even if they were losing um it always felt like they still had a chance to come back and then not only that when when we were winning, it still felt really difficult to close out the game. Like when you know when when the when TL's up like three zero or something, and like we have like a losing lane, they just like know how to play and then control the game and then end the game like really quickly. But like when we have the same lead, it didn't feel like we could do the same. If that makes sense. Like we're not able to punish as hard. We're not able to like close out the game that easily. And then when you play against hundred thieves or maybe even Echo Fox, uh, okay, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna say anything about Echo Fox. It's clearly. I don't have the right to, but in terms of hundred thieves, like they, you know, it still felt like you had a chance to win, even if they, even if they are ahead or the, even if they are playing well. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, thank you so much, uh, Mirok. Is that how you said it? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, Apollo, nice uh, AM we had the other week where we had an all magic damage team. We lost. I didn't know if I an but sorry. It was a, it was a custom. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, when was this or what was it for? Oh, 
I don't. Oh, oh wait, no, I think I do remember that was with. Yeah, like, um, I think I was playing with Captain Flowers and was that with Captain Flowers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Well, it was nice to meet you. Thank you so much for calling. It. Before I uh, I grab the next caller, uh, Van Gal two 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 in uh, in Twitch chat uh, was wondering, are you single? <laughs> Travis, are you single? Oh no, uh, Paulo's who you're the one. Are you trying Paulo. to dodge the question? You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. I'd like to no comment on okay. this question. No comment. All right. Bre- breathe if you're single. Moving, <laughs> moving on to the next caller. We have uh, a couple people here. Uh, Kulas33 changed their mind. They want me to bet their money on red. So maybe we'll do that. Or bet my money that they're giving me. Uh, Fulger Strike $95 says, put me in the call so I can verbally as well as digitally berate you for enabling poggers. I haven't enabled poggers, so I'm very confused by I think he's saying he wants to berate for not. Also, this is Colin who donated. Uh, I actually, to the waiting room, I, I actually uh, just forgot until I saw him write his question again. Oh, okay. okay. So so he did. And then you publicly yeah. called him out for just trying to buy his way in. Oh, poor Colin. Colin, I'm, first off, I'm sorry. I... Listen, uh, now that I don't work at Yahoo, I, I have a lower quality of professional that I can gain access to for these types of shows. So I I apologize. Uh, what? Uh, where are you calling from, Colin? Uh, hi, I'm calling from uh, Ottawa, Canada. Ottawa, Canada. We have a Canadian. Nice. Uh, what o- would you o- like? Oh, yeah, but. What's that? Oh, yeah, but. That's just, I don't know. Okay. What would I like to talk about? Must be some Canadian thing. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Talk so about- I want to talk about uh, resources on the map. And so you always hear teams talking about uh, neutral objectives, uh, waves, CS, and then, of course, uh, teams and fights. And uh, every time you hear people talk about, oh, in pro play, like these are the macro items that people are, are really concerned about, uh, I argue that, or from my perspective, I actually think something that's not talked about enough is time, uh, time as a resource. And so, for example, um, you know, in the setting of now, a lot of people think, why do Koreans, uh, when they come over to NA, why do they play bad? Why can't uh, NA teams, even when they like mimic the Korean scrim style and practice just as much um, and import, you know, these great coaches, why can't they uh, deliver? And I actually argue it's because uh, NA doesn't practice or it seems from the outside not to practice execution time uh, on their plays. So essentially, just like at a high level, you when you when our teams go international, um, it just seems like we're never executing our plays as fast as the other teams can execute theirs. And a great example is like if you saw TSM at Worlds, uh, even during their 2016 run. If you look at a lot of the NA teams now, uh, like every time we go to a high level of play. It seems like we're doing the right stuff, just so slow, so much slower than everybody else. So I thought it would be a good question to bring on while Apollo is here. Uh, maybe he could speak to how you guys talk about how fast or how long plays take, or if you talk about it at all. So I think I think that's something we should talk about more. What uh, what can you give us? Can you give an example of what you're talking about? Because I think I know what you're talking about, but you know, from from your perspective, what's an example? So from, um, so from my perspective, uh. Uh, a really good example is like, uh, I remember specifically, uh, T- TSM was one of those players, like especially when it was Bjergsen, Doublelift, Bio, and Sven. Uh, they would frequently play this game where they would try to take vision control of the top side 
uh, jungle and uh, play around Baron and try to bait people into fights. But the level of like meticulousness that they would do that was really good, but it, it just took them forever. Also, if you look at like uh, Cloud9 and Team Liquid in the game one of their series, when they did that big dance around the Baron pit, um, like people are, I just think that people are really hesitant and that's been a criticism of like NA players for a while. So just, uh, whereas if you watch a team from um, like Korea or China, uh, it seems that once they, it, the game times aren't necessarily faster, but once they decide that it's a good opportunity to make a play, the players just seem to execute the play faster. So mostly I'm talking about Baron Bates uh, rotations. The, oh, the breakdown did a King Zone macro uh, break, breakdown, uh, Riot released it, where they talked about how King Zone just literally, they just backed faster, rotated faster, and they outplayed uh, through just like literally just rotating faster than the other team. So that's, that's kind of examples that I'm talking about. Uh, I think, well, um, the example that you're talking about or examples that you're talking about, it's really just it's kind of case by case. So it really depends on what scenario you're talking about. But um, it really comes down to like a lot of other things, a lot of like a lot of factors. And most most of the time in terms of like executing plays has to do with how much or controlling the waves and like pushing out the waves because that's going to create the amount of time that you have to execute. So mm-hmm. if you when you're on the map and you fix your wave so that it's pushing into the enemy team, then that's like going to determine how much time you have to set up your play. And so I think from what you're saying is that when we do, or when NA teams do have that turn or when they do have that time, they don't execute or they don't set up correctly, which I think is true, but I don't know if that's just like a North American thing. It just, I think it just has to do with how well you are, you know, as a team and like how well your players understand what to do. Um, but yeah, sure. Korean teams definitely know better or like, you know, the good teams, maybe does not just Korean teams, but the good teams do know how to execute better. I will say, uh, just on the, the specific topic of time, I don't really think that's how the Korean teams think about it either. Having worked with a couple of them. And I, I don't even know if it's quite the right way to think about it, depending on what you're, you're saying. Cause like Time is specifically communicated sometimes when it's like we have 10 seconds, they're, they're mid laners behind me, like like stuff like that. You sometimes hear like if you're on the roam first um, and then you can like decide if you want to make the dive or not because it'll turn into an even end fight or stuff like that. Um, and sometimes also like, I don't know, any, any, any sort of timers are obviously communicated, but like a lot of the other stuff is like Apollo was saying, like minion wave based and a good example of that was in the, I think it was the first game of TL versus 100 Thieves where TL's bot lane was crushing the other team's bot lane. They couldn't get a recall off because they had it frozen in a really weird spot. And then TL went for Dragon, which then gave 100 Thieves a chance to push out the bot lane and swap their bot lane top. And then they had a faster reset on the map. And then they were able to trade top turret out effectively and then like kind of had the tempo advantage for a little like period of time. And so like, you know, people do talk about tempo a fair amount in, in those kinds of situations, but it's, you're usually doing it off of things like minion waves and resets and like when you can push. And a lot of that is limited by other factors as well, such as what's our HP at, what's our mana at, where's the jungler? Like you, you can't just blindly push or something like that. In that example too, TL actually froze the wave. So it was like, you had like Extra so time. much time. You had like yeah. so much time. And that's like, that's when you can like think about it, but I, I, it's really like 
when you're in those situations where you're like doing baron baits of like of course you're thinking about how much time you have like you're you have to be looking out for when you know when they're going to be on the map or like when you need to go catch the minion waves and it's really just all about minion waves because you can't if you, if you lose minion waves then you're just losing on all like you're just losing on experience and gold right so if you can't push out the wave all the way then you're gonna have less time or yeah it just it's really dependent on that is that does that sort of address your your thought Colin? Yeah, I just have one one follow up, which is um, so I guess in in a perspective of like when you have waves crashing and obviously that's a set amount of time. If you uh, go like let's say you are uh, going to go, like you've decided okay, let's uh, we we have an opportunity here to take a dragon. Do you ever review vods or anything like that and think about why does when we did this this time it took us like half the time, like it took us maybe twenty seconds, whereas this time it takes us you know a minute. Like, I just feel like the other team is just, that's sort of what I meant. Is like, is there ever a, a successful play that's analyzed based on how long it takes? Uh, are you saying how long it, how long it takes to like kill the dragon or how long it, it takes to set up the dragon? I guess just like the, the, the whole play, like both, because you can't do one without the other. Well, so it really depends on, first of all, like what time in the game you're talking about as well, right? Um, Let's just say like early game, for example, when you're talking about like one of those four to seven minute dragons where like it really depends on how well your lanes are doing, right? Or like even our series versus Echo Fox, they have two pushing lanes, right? And they have an Olaf or, you know, they just had an Olaf and he's able to solo the dragon. So in that case, all you're doing is telling your team, hey, I'm going to go do dragon, keep your lanes pushed. And then maybe at the end of the dragon, you guys can come help me. And that's, there's no like time involved. That's just using your wave uh, using your lane pressure to get to, to secure the dragon right and so now if you're talking about like mid game where the dragon is like a huge content like huge um objective and you have to contest it and they're you're not doing like lane phase anymore right like all you're doing is catching waves and then pushing it out and then moving to group with your team in that case it now it's like if since both teams are contesting it or since both teams are looking for the dragon you can't just like choose when you want to take it right because they're going to contest you and you have to decide whether you want to fight or not um so i mean it's it's really just dependent on the game flow and like the game state and how like well you control your waves or how well you control vision so when it's your turn to control vision when you are the one to shove out the wave first and then you get to the dragon first and you control the vision then then you can start it and take it and then you have to like wait and uh and then you have to like reset and then go back to catching waves and it I and mean, if you, you if you take a long time doing that, then you just have to recognize that the enemy team has like a long time, like their turn is a lot longer at that point because you have to catch waves. But yeah. I don't think there's any like situation where you're like thinking, oh, we have to do this dragon in 15 seconds or we're doomed. It, it, like, it's really all about like setup and then recognizing what the enemy team can do. Yeah, I think uh, I think if you're looking at international teams that are really good versus North American teams that are really good. And seeing that the other teams are faster on stuff, I think that's less. It's more like a symptom than like the cause. I would say where like they do other things better that allows them to execute quicker. It's, it's not like you focus on why like the fact that you're slower first. You can say like, man, if like we just don't ever take our it takes forever for us to get a baron. Why is that? You might look into like what's causing that. Like, oh well, we rarely buy enough pink wards, so the enemy team has more vision, or like you, you don't keep mid priority well, or. You know, there's a number of factors that can go into why things are taking longer, but you're not looking at it and just saying like, 
we do it slow and like let's start counting the time of why that like how much time it's taking or something i think you you look at other causes um yeah colin thank you so much for Thanks calling so yeah, thank you. Sorry for the resident sleeper question. No, no, no. I no, mean, I think okay. it's good. That's good because uh, first off, I don't necessarily say it's a resident sleeper question. It's the type of thing where like gameplay questions we definitely don't get enough of um, because I think I am somewhat biased in my inability to answer them. And so that's kind of like, whereas this is always great to talk about whenever we have somebody like Mark and a pro player on because I mean, I wouldn't be able to give you a good answer to that, but obviously these guys can. So thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, moving on to the next caller. Uh, so, by the way, if I get, uh, I don't know, I need to figure out how, a certain number of subs, I will stream my placement match right after this. Um, and if it's a little bit above that, Apollo will actually ADC with me in that placement match. I'm a support, and he'll, <laughs> he'll play with me and coach me the entire time. Right, I Apollo? Didn't... I didn't agree to that, but we can talk about it after. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> uh, we've got Duke on the show. Duke, where are you calling from? Hey, calling from Boise, Idaho. Ooh. Boise, Idaho. Right. We always get sorry from That's Idaho. Yeah. Idaho, finally. We almost went the whole show without. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how how's Idaho? Uh, very underrated. Very underrated. Okay, explain why. Uh, so I've never been to, to my knowledge. If I went to Idaho, I might have slept through the entire time. Maybe you can tell me what why Idaho is underrated. What's the value in Idaho? Well, well, that's a um, tough question because value. There's a lot of value. I mean, so okay, much why is it country subsidized me, on corn and stuff? Right. Tell me about Idaho. We've got potatoes. We've got oh. a lot of those. All right. I'm just kidding. You're not helping with. That. What do you want to talk about, Duke? <laughs> I was interested. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Apollo. You always got my back. Um, I know this is mainly for uh, about Clutch Gaming's uh, roster. So we all know as NA, the import slots are pretty coveted, or at least I'd like to think so. It just seems like for an import slot, Lyra kind of grossly underperformed. And I know Apollo clearly is in no position to be like, yeah, Lyra was, Lyra was terrible. But I don't know. Uh, what was the uh, team dynamic like? Was uh was it obvious internally Lyra was a weak point or do you disagree with that? I also would say you know don't put words in the Paul's mouth. Maybe he can say. <laughs> Maybe I can say. Apollo, it. just how um, shit was your teammate this split? Well, yeah, I mean this is a good time to say it. You know, I think I played the best out of everybody, and everyone else was just really bad. I thought you were saying this is a good time to say bad. it. Um, Lyra's <laughs> off the roster for summer split. That being said, we're going to build a team around me next split, yeah. and uh, no, uh, I think. Well, first of all, I think that's wrong. Sorry, I don't think he grossly underperformed. I think, yeah, maybe he played poorly in the. I mean, I mean, if you're talking about the Echo Box series, it's like, sure, right? Like, you know, we we played poorly. Oh, sorry. Did you play but poorly, Apollo? I don't think I played very well. I didn't play like. It, what sucks about the Echo Box series is that, like, when it, whenever, when it, when I think about that series, like, what can I do better, right? Like, when I'm just like sitting there and I wish I was, I wish I was a lot better. I wish I was better to the point where I can like, you know, pick up the sack for my teammates, but I wasn't. So that's, that's what sucks about like Fox series. Anyways, um, about Lyra, I don't think, I mean, I think he's, in, he's a good enough inference, but he knows a lot about the game. He's got a lot of knowledge and he's one of our, like, when we get on stage, he, sh his shot calling, I don't know if I want to say shot calling, but the calls that he makes are like a lot smarter than the ones that 
we make as a team or like the other, you know, the he other said four he, players? Somebody said in an interview, I forget who, that, that he was basically the coach for the team. Last, <laughs> somebody last said that. Yeah, somebody said that when being interviewed by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. It's really like, I think, yeah, from a fan's perspective, maybe it's really easy to see like, oh, you know, he's down two levels. He's just awful and he's not worth the import slot. But I don't think that's fair and I don't think that's true either. I think, you can well, first of all, you can have a bad game and there's a lot of other factors that can come into like how you play poorly or like how um, how poorly the state looks like from a jungler. Like you have to remember that jungler can get really easily fucked over by your team or by the enemy team if your team doesn't help you, right? So yeah, I don't think that's fair to like say that, you know, they're not like he's not like worth an import slot. I think he's definitely worth an import slot. And of course I'm biased too because, you know, I'm on the team and I would never like say that he wasn't, but yeah. Uh, so kind of comboing off some of that, I think, uh, I think a Paul or excuse me, I think Lyra had some of the lowest first blood rates and I think your, your entire team did too. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess a lot of people look as the jungler is kind of like the, the activator for like what's going to happen in your early game. And like one of the only X factors, cause everyone else is in lanes for the most part. Um, so like, what do you think were some of the reasons for that? Was this like an intentional team mentality thing? Cause I think a lot of the people talk about how well you guys play defense. Uh, and that's like, a, was it a strategy? Was it just like Lyra and you guys did not communicate well and have good early game plans? Or like, I, I guess I was just saying like, what would, would you make of that? I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely more of like a team problem. Like, you know, we just didn't really do a good job of using Lyra. Uh, and or maybe he didn't do a good job of like, you know, being more assertive. But when you're on stage, it's like, I think he was definitely more controlled with his, or just like as a player, he's a little more controlled. He's not going to go for those like 50, 50 ganks. He's like more of the player that would rather farm and then look for the, you know, 70, 30 or 80, 20 ganks. Right. But our main win condition, at least it felt like was, or the way that we won most of our games was like through mid lane. I think they like, you know, him and Febben did like a good job of using or like working with each other, but when it came to like top and bot, we didn't do that great job of the um that this split. So it just it was just like a team thing. I don't think it has anything to do with like, you know, Lyra specifically. David Lim, who's in the Twitch chat right now, would like to know when he can have his living room back. That's what he he asked. I mean that's up to you guys. <laughs> I mean we only got one more one more Liquid, call after this. What does he normally do in the living room that he can't do right now? Well they were watching anime on the TV. Uh, uh and what anime? That, and I told them they can. I think they're watching Code Code something. Code Geass because season yeah. three is coming out and they're getting yeah. ready for it. And, and they were watching that. It was really weird. Oh. But. Code Name Kids Next Door. That's my favorite anime. <laughs> yeah, that show was that sick. Show. That show was. That show was great. Oh, all right. I totally agree. All right, listen. Let's get back on topic here. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like it when we talk about cartoons. All right, this is a show about serious animes. Animes. Anime is a. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Listen. <laughs> Do we uh, anything else talk about with Lyra? I would say uh, I understand why fans probably think he had. I think I would say you could even say he had a, a bad split compared to what we have seen out of him. I think they yeah. started kind of weak, and I think he had some struggles in playoffs where teams as a whole took advantage of him specifically as a result of like whether it's pushing lanes or whatever it was. I think he got destroyed by Mike once in a TSM series, and it happened, obviously, in the Echo Fox one. 
Um, but I, I don't think he's, I would not be ready to give up Lira just yet. I think for yeah, whatever I mean. reason, like, uh, you know, he, we've seen how good he can be. And I think this was definitely a, a worse split for him, but I don't think he was awful as much as people think. There's just a lot of memories that stand out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, Duke, for calling in. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, everyone, pulling that down in Idaho. By the way, do have the gambling fund up on – hang on. I shouldn't call it a gambling fund. Let's just call it um, – what's what's a safe way to – okay. We're going to call it the uh, – if I could find the thing. For, uh, where? Hmm? I'm trying to – where's the, the, the setting for that? Oh, here it is. We're gonna call it an entertainment fund. Okay. You're at four thousand dollars? No. Bits. Oh, it is four thousand bits. Forty-three. Four hundred dollars, right? No, it's it's forty-three bucks. Oh. So you're gonna put that all on? That's that's not as sexy. No, it's not. <laughs> but that's what we'll use to determine if I stream my placements. Uh, we're back with another caller. Sergeant Peppers, but the E's have been replaced with threes, is on the show right now. <laughs> Sergeant Peppers, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Auburn, Alabama. Where oh, you, you are very quiet. Can you get close to your mic? I'm calling from Auburn, Alabama. Okay, I'll also turn you up. Uh, Alabama, what what is uh what's up in Auburn, Alabama? Any interesting got anything? Uh yeah, not really much at all. Um I just wanted to talk about how Nate Shot came into this season and just absolutely put all the other owners to shame. So uh, <laughs> I was so I so for some background, I've followed Nate Shot bit like pretty much on and off since 2008, and I was pretty skeptical when he first uh, when I first found out that he was going to own a team. Uh, but I think by all measures, he pretty he expe- exceeded expectations beyond what anyone thought was possible. And uh, I just thought it was amazing how he approached league with such a such a childlike curiosity. It really made me more excited for this season than than any of the other seasons. So, how much of it do you think? So, what what did Nainshot do this uh, that you think like put the other owners to shame? Um, I think basically just showing that he actually cares. Like, um, I remember watching the, I remember watching the first heist episode. I was hammered when I was watching it, but I remember at the end, he said something like, "All right, like the respect and adulation of the league community is not going to be given to us, so we're just going to have to take it." And like that, that really spoke to me as a fan. Like the just the the carefulness he approached he approached the league with and i also think his just his visibility in the scene is so much greater than than even other owners that are from endemic organizations the the visibility you mean like the transparency in the way he approaches stuff well just yeah and like just the role he plays in the heist and all the interviews he does like i you can you can hear him yelling behind the cameras when his uh when his member or when his uh players are doing interviews with obli i just think it's amazing so i got a question for you how much of it do you think it is just because you know he is such a charismatic person 
And obviously he has like a little bit more youthful enthusiasm than some other people who have been doing this for six plus years, which I expect, you know, when Nate shots around in season 12, he probably won't be geeking out behind them every time they make playoffs or something. Um, So like how much, how much do you think of that? Like, I, I agree he was phenomenal for building their, their brand and stuff, but how much of that do you think is like repeatable, I guess, in some sense where it is just because he's so charismatic and it is because he was so happy. Yeah. I mean, I think there definitely is an aspect of, of how much hundred thieves blew up this season it has to do with Nate shot just coming into the scene. But I think that is, it's, he, he may not be a fanboy behind the uh, cameras while they're doing interviews every season, but I think he can definitely continue throughout seasons to come showing that he actually cares about his players. He actually cares about the community just showing that he's involved. I feel like, I feel like a lot of other owners, you just don't, you don't know who they are. You don't really know what they do. Um, but I think people can really connect to Nate shot just cause he's so visible. So I think I am curious if you would be saying all this stuff, if they had placed like optic did. Yeah. So they- I was, yeah, I was thinking about that. And, uh, but if, if you look at, I feel like if you look at, all the content that optic put out compared to what hundred thieves put out, it's just not really on the same level. Like in what way I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just curious. I'd also, I'd also want to say that like all these, these kind of like behind the scenes shows and maybe it would work with hundred thieves because he is charismatic and it is his first season losing. Like if they came out and just sucked, you heard, we had a content creator episode where we had like all the heads of, of the video teams and they were all just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell a weekly slash biweekly story when it's like, well, we went one and three. Uh, we hope we do better. Like, that's just not an interesting video. So I, I wonder if Nate Shot could have salvaged a situation like that. Uh, but it is a good question oh, about optics. Also, at the same time, it's hard to do one way only winning two. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like obviously more positive, right? Um, and so it makes it a little bit easier to watch. And like when you're watching those, uh i think clg kind of does this when they had their their show what's it called like whatever it's called i don't remember yeah uh they have the end of the sad piano music and saying that they're gonna get better and then blah 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 and same shit every week uh it sucks because you know as a player it sucks to like do those interviews and you don't want to be in that situation but so i agree that Nate shot did a really good job. So I think out of all the teams that came in through franchising, I uh, I have been most impressed by hundred thieves. No offense to, uh, to clutch and their player who's on the show right now. Um, <laughs> we've talked a lot about hundred this on the show before though, which is why I don't want to harp on it too much, but their content has been really good. You've got even down to little things like Nate shots out buying everybody's shoes the night before the games like that, that those little things that they do, I think add a lot of attention and love to that team. I do think that one of the things that they did that was the best was picking up Prawley because Prawley, from my understanding, built that whole team by himself and then hired the support staff and all that stuff because it was basically from my understanding, from my understanding from talking to them, it was basically like, all right, you have all these business people, you've got Nate shot. Now, how do you build a successful team? And they got Prawley. And then Prawley, like, picked those players, 
And certainly the business people and all those folks were able to help like negotiate the deals and get the funding and everything that they needed to secure those players. But like, I, I think in a world where they hadn't gotten Prawley, like imagine if they had gotten Zabutin instead. And Zabutin had built the roster that Optic built. Well, so... And maybe the money situations are a little different. No, I was just going to say that, like, I don't think they would have picked up Zabutin. Like, I, I, I talked to the, the, like, 100 Thieves people, like... Oh. A de- uh, so maybe it was that? all Mark. No, no, no. Mark's no, trying I'm to take that. credit. I'm just saying, like, they clearly had a good head on their shoulders from the top down. Because they were like, talking in- to you from the beginning, you're saying. No, they were just, like, they reached out to a lot of people. I'm sure they didn't just talk to me. Uh, but from right, my Mark, conversation, built the roster. I am a hundred percent. I got second place <laughs> this split yeah. while also being on the analyst desk. I'm just saying that, that they were impressive. The reason they got Prawley was it was a good decision. I agree, but I'm saying like they make good decisions as an org top down. They got Nade shot as well. Like it wasn't just Nade shot. It was like the the Cleveland guys, which you never hear about because Nade shot's the face of that org. But like the Cleveland guys got Nade shot as like the person they were partnering with. And then they got Prawley. And then, like, you know, they all, they made good decisions the whole way down. Yeah, I just think if you hadn't gotten Prawley... Uh, it would have been a lot harder. They would have been a lot harder. And I don't think they would have had the success they had. And more than anything in this industry, success drives fandom and love. Uh, you know, like, Optic Golden Guardians, they could have, like, the coolest guys ever. And they're just, like, like the most passionate owner ever. But if you're stuck at the bottom of the standings and people aren't watching your games... Like you're nobody's going to care about you. So I have a question for Apollo kind of about content stuff. Did you ever feel like you wished your team was doing more around you? Um, do I wish that we did more? Yeah. Cause you guys didn't really have too much like content going out early mm-hmm. on the season. And like one of the first, I remember uh, you guys put out their, your clutch beats TSM voice comms video. And you guys had like 900 subs on your YouTube channel at that point. Yeah. And then it went up popular video though i think yeah that one did well because it got on reddit but it was uh yeah. it was just funny to see like you have 900 subs you know week one at week two of playoffs or something yeah so, i mean i don't know if i oh first off I, mean, I haven't been on like many teams where we do like that much filming yeah, right f- follows like so, listen i'm used to teams that nobody cares about <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I'm, I'm used to teams like not doing any of the filming yeah. stuff but i think it would be nice to have a little bit more fan base like you know from that work uh, and I'm sure they're working. I mean, we're working on things, you know, stuff's in the works, but, um, at the same time, I don't really mind not having like cameras all around me, you know? So yeah, there's like, there's ups and downsides to it. Yeah. Yeah. How did we get on this? It was just again, like Nate. Well, cause we were saying Nate shot put the other owners to shame. Yeah. Sergeant Peppers. Nate shot's the best. What is your favorite thing about Nate shot? Um, Oh God. Uh, probably, Five bucks if you don't say his smile. <laughs> oh, his smile's up there, but I think just the way he keeps his beard trimmed, just like so, it's barely five true. o'clock shadow. Yeah, it's a well, true. it's a well-groomed man. Amazing. well-groomed, amazing. Yeah. While right, we're on the topic of owners, on, while we're on the topic of owners, I'm going to tell a funny story uh, <laughs> from this past weekend, and I I think I can keep it tame enough and anonymous enough that no one will know. So it, I'm not. I'm bringing it up because we're on the topic of owners. This isn't. Is this the Broden show? Yeah, yeah. The Broden story. Yeah. Oh, you know about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he told me a couple times. Well, I'm it not going to tell. I'm only going to tell the. I I later on found out like everything that happened, but I'm not going to. Oh yeah, he told a, a tame version and a not so tame version. Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, 
I work with a guy named Broden. I tweet about him and all. So he's he's in my videos often. He's like the the video guy uh, that I work with. And the night before the third and fourth place match, we did Hotline League live, and then we had the venue until midnight. Around midnight, we had to wrap everything up. We have to bring the gear back, so we bring the gear back, and I'm like, all right. Um, I'm probably just going to go out and grab some food with some friends and then I'm going to turn in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go like hang out with some other friends. I'm like, okay. So anyway, the next day I check the Instagram story, Brown's Instagram story. I wake up and, uh, I wake up probably around 11 cause I was on East coast time or West coast time. And I just look at the story. He's like at some club. He's like, Oh, Cardi B is here playing on or performing on stage at this club. Just all these crazy, like, dancing and all this stuff. I'm like, what is going on? And then I see it, the next, I, I keep going through, and it's like, it's like, I probably shouldn't be seeing this. And it's just a picture of the sun rising over the ocean. And I'm like, what happened? He finally wakes up. We go get food. Uh, we meet at the venue and all this stuff. And then I, I won't say who, but one of the, one of the many different owners, because, uh, you know, you, there's always, like, the front-facing owner, and then there's all these others, so... One of the many different people involved in the League of Legends ownership team looks over at Broden and is like, and again, I've these people did not know each other. And and he goes, Broden, my man, like high fives him. They do this hug, like all this stuff. And then he looks at me, he's like, oh, what's up, Travis? And then they're like joking and laughing. And I'm like, what happened last night? Anyway, I found out later. We'll never be able to repeat it. But it was uh, it was interesting. He, yeah, Broden's the exact kind of guy who would just get caught up in a wild night just yeah. by being there. <laughs> yeah, but not because he, uh, but just by being there is correct. Like, he never will initiate it. He's never going to be like, let's go do this. He will just sort of tag along and like, I don't know. It's um, right. Anyways, I got to go soon. So okay, great yeah. story. Well, and by you, soon, I mean like uh, ASAP. Thank you so much, Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, uh, so that is the show we're going to wrap up right now. Um, if we hit 600 subs, Apollo will coach me and do a few with me <laughs> and ranked as I finish my placement for at least How one game. How many subs are you at? at least He's 17 away. I'm Knowing 17 what happens on Travis's channel, someone's just going to gift 17 fucking subs out. <laughs> oh, okay. that would be it's crazy. No subs, one would do, do that, that Mark. <laughs> um, uh, Apollo won't necessarily do that unless he's... Apollo, are you, do you want to play a game? If you do 600, wait, you have, you have what, how many subs to go? 583 out of 600. He's 17 more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do 17 subs and I'll do it. Okay. All right. I, I got to run. 17 subs. Okay. So do your shout out, Mark. <laughs> uh, I mentioned that I always start something new between splits. Hasn't happened. Hasn't not happened yet. It always happens. So keep an eye out on me. I'll be, I'll be announcing Great. some shit. Great. Love it. Follow Good my stuff, Twitter. Mark. Apollo. So, yeah. You got something? You oh, know? I'm supposed to just shut up. Um, I've I have no announcement. I don't have anything in the works. Uh, thanks for watching, and continue to support us at Clutch. And yeah, that's all I got. Thanks so much to <laughs> Apollo for coming on the show. Thank you. No Thank problem. you to Owen by HP for supporting the show. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out to Hotline League Live last week. That was actually maybe the highlight of my weekend. No offense. Oh, to it was definitely mine. I, that was yeah. my favorite thing by far. It the was, fact that it fucking worked. It worked, and the, the event was cool. Everybody had such a good time. You guys, unfortunately, I think we didn't do as good of a job of 
showing like how cool the venue was, but it was really, it was so cool. And I'm really, yeah, the, the right guys showing up for, uh, for doing that. Thank you. The right guys for showing up and thanks for everyone who tuned in during that time. Thanks for watching. We uh, stream this normally Mondays at 8 PM. It is a little bit of a different time and different day right now, but we will hopefully be returning to our normal schedule soon as we head into MSI. This is also available on iTunes and Google play. If you want to listen to the audio version uh, my Twitch channels at Sotil Travis. If you do want to watch it live and clips of the show, as well as the full show usually show up, on the YouTube channel within uh, 24 to 48 hours. So thank you so much to everybody who watched. This has been episode 21 of Hotline League.